Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Property magicians, we are on episode 71. Welcome hey. to yeah. <laughs> welcome to the Property Magicians Podcast. My name is Mangile Makwakwa. I'm your host for the show, and I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase their income, and live their best lives. Find me on Wealthy Money on Facebook in the Facebook group and also um, on the Facebook page and find me under Vangile Makwakwa on Instagram. With me is my incredible co-host. Hi there, Vangile. Hi there, listeners. I am Dr. Miranda, Prop Doc Mum on all the platforms. Find me on my on my Facebook page, Prop Doc Mum. On Twitter, same. And on Instagram, same. Dr. Miranda, Prop Doc Mum. And we have, yeah, so I am a property mentor and a co-host of this show. And I help beginner investors getting them from curiosity to actually property investing and building up their confidence so that they do their first and second investments. So find my mentorship on PropDocMum. Um, dot com um, join the mentorship or if you want to have a long call where we look at your strategy and sort out how you are going to get into property investing find me at prop.mum.com we've got an incredible 17 best episode for you we are very excited Oh my gosh. But before we even jump into that, let's just remind you guys, we are, please check your emails. We'll be sending out our links uh, for being on a panel discussion and we're also featured um, on a pod beans finance week in March. So we've got a hundred spots each that we can give to people uh, for free so that they don't have to pay. And then if you miss those hundred spots, you'll have to pay to be part of the panel discussions around personal finance and property investing. Also find us on iTunes. So go on iTunes and Spotify, type in Property Magicians. You can listen in from there. It doesn't just have to be on Podbean. And also please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We would really greatly appreciate that. Okay, now and Lisa can talk about <laughs> The weekend that we are doing for Podbean Ven is the 27th and 28th. Vanilla oh, yeah. and I are on different panels. Yeah, on different panels. But what's exciting is that we are on a panel with bigger, bigger pockets. Oh my God. Yeah. We are, yeah. Guys, we are slowly is- arriving as a podcast that is being seen as uh, providing expertise in the property space, and it's beautiful. Yeah. It is We're beautiful. really, really grateful for all the support as usual, and yeah, let's talk about our current mm-hmm. guest for the show. Um, so our current, current guest, guest is Sabelo. Sabelo. Sabelo Simelani is an incredible guest. And what you're going to get is not just nuggets about property. 
he keeps going back to the same thing, education, yeah. mentorship, be willing to be coachable, mindset, quality of thinking. Mm. I just think this is just one of those. It's a it's a real estate podcast, but yeah. not, yes. you know, because it's not just about real estate. Yes. Your mindset and your quality of thinking are so incredibly important. Yeah. Shall we do that? It's really, really powerful. So guys, yeah. Listen in. He's also going to teach us about creating different cycle, cash cycles in real estate and oh, yes. diversification in real estate. So let's get started. You're in for such an incredible treat. Hi, Savela. Nice to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Hi, ladies. Thank you very much for having me. And I hope you achieve everything that you intended in this session. Ah, we, we definitely hope so. We normally guess, do. <laughs> we normally do. The guest brings such an awesome flavor to this show. So could you please tell us who you are, introduce yourself, just, yeah, what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? <laughs> um, hmm. I feel like I'm in an interview, but um, <laughs> let me try if I can uh, just respond to this question. I'm Savelo Simelani. Spent the last 10 years or so within banking and um, largely in project management, IT support, and yeah, within the sales environment. So that's basically where this whole thing started. And yeah, a bit of a colorful kind of a history. I've done different odd jobs other than banking as well. Originally started in engineering. Wow. Um, when I was supposed to practice, didn't really like it that much. Um, yeah, thought I have a bit of an adventure. Went into yeah. emergency services. You know, the whole serve your country kind of thing. Okay. And yeah, had fun. Spent about four years there. Um, taught me a lot. And just generic life skills, you know, and a lot about tenacity, a lot about perseverance and just strength okay. overall and how to deal with yeah. life. Yeah, I moved into banking, banking. Um, that's where I think I honed and sharpened a lot of my, you know, technical things, technical skills, conceptualization, mm -hmm. and a lot of the skills that you'd need just in terms of seeing a project through. And yeah, just in a nutshell, that's, that's, that's my background. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. We didn't know you were originally an engineer. <laughs> um, I think it's mm. the whole thing, you know, when you grow up and you explore different careers and there's always a buzz, you know, kind of career at that point in time and everybody's mm. sort of uh, leaning towards that. And yeah. Yeah. Yes, I sort of went with the crowd there a little bit. <laughs> and found out that you don't like it. Which, which discipline of engineering if I may ask? Um, started off in industrial engineering oh, and yeah, um, yeah, when it got into actual practice of it, it was quite different from what I expected. Yeah. So I thought, you know, let me regroup and let me see what else I can do. Can do. I feel like yeah. that about the working world. All of that. All, All of that. that. <laughs> That's been time. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it sounded much better for our parents when they, they knew what you were going to become and they can tell their friends. 
what you are going to become. I'm going to be courageous enough to change early. But then how do you even end up in real estate? Did it happen because you were at the bank or were you buying your first property because you needed a place to live in? How did that happen? Mm. Okay, so I think what actually happened was partly, yes, definitely, I need a home of my own, um, okay. tired of staying at home, just couldn't get oh, okay. it, no that came with it. And uh, the fact that post um, my engineering studies, I started the yeah. BCom. So okay. one of the things that, or one of the measures that I had was business management. And um, there's also subjects like investment management as, as well. So throughout this whole thing, I realized, you know what? Um, from an investment perspective, um, the foundation that I had was not as solid as it should have been. I mean, I when I started that. working, it was all fun, you know. I think I, throughout my working career, before I studied business, I, I had about two cars, two or three. And okay. when I looked back and when I studied investment management, I like, I was thinking, wow, yeah. how much have I lost? You know, the opportunity cost in terms of what yeah. I could have done with the money that sank into those cars and so on. So yeah. that whole change in mindset started about, it's like, okay, cool. One of the easiest assets to acquire is property. Yeah. One, it serves you in the sense that you get a home, you get shelter, and yeah. you start building life, but also there's the investment element. And fortunately enough, I bought into a new development, quite okay. cheap, extremely cheap. And yeah. when I think back now, I couldn't believe that property used to cost that much. And how much? How much was it, Savelo? Yeah, you might telling us. It was three hundred and thirty thousand. It was a three-bedroom unit Your with a guy. bathroom, and you, it was three-bedroom unit. Yes, you won't believe me if I tell you. It was where the, did? Where was this? <laughs> this was in the. Um, this was quite a while back, eh? I think yeah. it was. In, Two thousand and nine, if I'm not mistaken. That is so not a while It is. Which was quite cheap. Well, it's eleven years, but like, I mean, that means like, because now to get that amount of uh, that three bedroom, it's impossible at three hundred and thirty thousand, right? So it's in two thousand and nine, and what location was this in? What province, town, city? All of those. (laughs) It was in uh, Gauteng in the east rand so um the east rand was a bit behind then of course development Mm. was sort of like you know kind of taking off Mm. and and i think if i had the kind of mindset that i do now i would have literally put all of my money into property had i known what it would have become you know if you drive around the same places that i invested in initially or where i bought my first property I mean, now it's fully developed. There's literally nothing, no stock available. And sure. it's so difficult to get into those places. So, yeah, it was in that period. And the whole hype around the World Cup coming in, you know, it just oh, sort of kick-started yeah. the, the industry in that space. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It just kicked things off. Yeah, oh the East Rand, yeah, suddenly had a, a different sort of status because of its proximity to... Or Tambo International. Would you mind sharing what 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 is the um, appreciation of 
property in that complex Sabelo now? What has it done? Um, I sold the property in is it 2014 or 2015. I can't even remember yeah. exactly. Yeah. But um, from having paid 330,000 yeah. to selling the property at 550. Wow. With costs and taking into account what I put in in terms of maintaining and you know improvement and so on. Yeah. Um, hmm. Don't necessarily like to mention you know figures, but I think I made an estimate of around you know um, one forty to one seventy. One forty. That's not no, bad for five years, right? Not at all. That's no. almost fifty percent. I mean, it's we know we know property appreciates, but fifty percent appreciation in four to five years is. Massive. I think that's one of the key things that we need to share from an information point of view. Yeah, uh, property works a lot like any other, you know, uh, financial instruments. One right. of the key principles is um, try and get in early as early as possible. Mm. Obviously, do not neglect your due diligence. Is this an up-and-coming neighborhood? And yeah. is there any possibility, you know, of a rise in your investment? But like any other financial instrument, sooner or the earlier you get into that particular investment, the more of a chance you have, you know, to catch when it goes on the upswing. Exactly. Yeah, because I mean, exactly. I was literally on the, I think, on the second cycle of the purchasers. There was a first cycle, which was even cheaper than 330, believe it or not. Oh, my gosh. And I caught the train on the second cycle. Oh, yeah. yeah. So property will normally have about uh, a new development, I think, will have about maybe, you know, about five phases at most. Because you hear phase one, phase oh. two, phase three, phase four. Yeah. Um, I had no clue. Yeah, yes, if you can find a good investment, try and get in either on the first phase, if you are a risk taker, because first phase mm. means there's literally nothing happening. And okay. you're just basically going in on your gut feel. But then yeah. obviously and you are trusting the developer. <laughs> exactly. And the fact the second phase tells you that okay, there's some movement now. Maybe it's worth taking a chance and so on. But yeah, if you're looking So wait, in phase two is when they're starting to get buyers. So phase one would be the part where they announcing that it's going to be a new development, right? Yes. So and that's you, announcement. We're going to go through the phases, unfortunately, Sabella, for no. our listeners. <laughs> no, but sometimes they also build then. It's also phase one of a building, actually. So okay. they will have different blocks. Mm. They'll develop the infrastructure, basic infrastructure, like the stuff mm. that attracts you ladies, the gate, put up security, the gate. you know, clearly does not know us. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but it's just generically what would catch, yeah. you know, um, yeah, someone. Yeah. You need to put in some basic infrastructure and oh, that okay. was, one is literally that. And like yeah. uh, I think Mizo said, uh, a few units, you know, yeah. um, to have to make sure that people get a feel of the place and that sort of thing. And then obviously, if there's an uptake and yeah, they roll it out, and then the subsequent phases are where they start. You know, the ball keeps rolling now. Okay, so phase two is when people start buying. Yeah, well, phase is that two where you can buy off plan. They've showed some confidence. <laughs> Phase two is now literally a rollout phase, which is now building the entire, you know, uh, building. 
yep. estate or the entire piece of land in itself. Mm. Obviously, and then phase not three? a one size fits all. Well, it depends on the type of development. Some developments can have like three phases, four, and so on. But wow. essentially, what it is is it's an intro, and then it's an uptake, and then it's mm. all out. And then this mm. is just now making sure that we finish the development successfully. Mm. And yeah. then what is phase three? Phase three, we're literally now going full force, full marketing, mm. making sure and that they are finishing off all of the stands. Mm. And then if there was any additional plans in terms of sweeteners, like perhaps maybe building a school or building whatever it is that they consider to be a sweetener, the developer has sufficient confidence now to say, you know what? The, de the development is going on a direction of success. So mm. I can confidently, you know, put in money into this venture. So ah. it's, it's literally just making sure that the project succeeds. Yeah, so I can see why in phase three things would be more expensive because by phase three, then they're thinking, do we want a gym? Do we want to add uh, other things into the development? What are we going to mm. add to make it pretty? Um, I lived mm. in a development in the Western Cape where they had like an entire vineyard. <laughs> so I lived on a vineyard in this development. Mm. So, yeah, so it's like, do we want to add a vineyard <laughs> in the midst mm. of it, like, and have bottling of wine and things like that? But mm. that's, I think that uh, I can see why that then becomes extra mm. expensive. And then Facebook. Mm. Um, like I said, it's not a one-size-fits-all. They mm -hmm. can play around with the phases, but it's essentially okay. the three, which is initiation, uptake, okay. and maximum rollout. Okay, but fantastic. But I think what we, that's a key thing, a key takeaway, is to be able to understand the cycles. And yeah. just be, in terms of framing your investment um, philosophy and make mm. sure that you get it into the right cycle. Because if you got it in the last cycle, there's a chance yeah, that you might be able to make a little money, but the wind of opportunity is quite small there. So key, understand the cycles. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and most people tend to think because they are buying from a new development necessarily because they are not going to also pay transfer costs. They think they are buying cheap. What they haven't understood is that when you are buying at a different phase, you might be buying expensively and all the value has been taken out of the property. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. 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 So I'm so glad. Um, so would you say then you got into real estate investing because of education, of investment education that helped you? Was there anyone else that influenced your decisioning around you, Sabel? Definitely, nice. definitely. And yeah. um, I like the fact that you deliberately use the word education. Yeah. So education uh, works hand in hand with exposure as well. I mean, mm. you know, like mm. it, you could literally live day in, day out. But if you don't necessarily have the exposure or not exposed to things, you yeah. tend to miss out on quite a lot. So yeah, um, I had a couple of mentors as well um, when mm -hmm. I started working in the corporate space. And okay. I was fortunate enough to come across individuals that thought differently and mm. specifically their relationship to money and the use of money. Okay. So literally when I started, my thing was, you know what, as soon as I'm able to, I'm getting that German machine 
this is how I measure my success. And I know. When, I up, when I came across yeah. these guys, um, they were doing extremely well um, yeah. in the managerial positions. And the one guy, he drove a Toyota Corolla. Yeah. That's what he drove. He drove a Toyota Corolla. Mm -hmm. And one day, we were in a relaxed setting and asked him, I mean, you're doing so well and um, why would you drive a car like this? Yes. It's not in alignment with my values. And I asked and, him to elaborate and said, these uh -huh. were his values. Values are to create wealth and mm -hmm. to create yeah. comfort yeah. in his life and to create freedom, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it was quite a long conversation and he started mm -hmm. explaining what freedom meant. Freedom meant uh, asset ownership, income generation, yeah. you know, and um, not necessarily being in a position where you are forced to work, you know, work. all of those good things. And yeah, so those are kind of my mentors as well. And yeah. I think from a personal point of view as well, um, the development that I had been staying in, uh, it ran into issues at a quite a later stage. And okay. there were challenges that came up and it's quite frustrated, you know. And mm. in the space that I was working in, it was all about, you know, how to improve things and how to resolve problems and so on. So I suppose okay. a lot of that also spilled over into my own personal life and uh, okay. started being inquisitive and saying, like, you know, if I were to do this, um, how would I do it and how would I do it differently? But because of all the mistakes that the guys were making. Sorry, 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 Sabelu, you are talking in riddles. So the estate you were living in, ran into what sort of problems was it going bankrupt what, what was going on and why why did you feel like you had the solution to it um i think it was just in the latter stages of the development itself okay. um the management was not what it should have been oh, okay. there were certain uh, promises that were made in terms of this would be built and this would be made available to the resident and uh, unfortunately, it didn't pan out. And I think that's one of the reasons that led to my selling and so on. Mm. And in my selling, I was thinking, okay, what now? Where do I buy? You know, those type of things. Where do okay. I move to? Because you can't just sell and not have someone to live. Move, uh, yeah. Sorry, were you, uh, were you living there, uh, Sabelo, yeah. in that development when you I bought was, it? I was living in that Ah, okay. So, uh, okay. Okay, so so your selling was leading you to moving to your second property or se second living space. I mustn't call it a property investment. That's that's correct. It was it's, it it was exactly that. Initially, it was a living space that I was looking mm -hmm. to move into. And yeah, yeah, things were looking good, eh? Making a yeah. little bit of money from the bank, and I thought it's time to move to a bad, better area, if you can use that word. And yes. I was fortunate enough to find one, and it was a, a piece of vacant land. And I thought, okay. you know what, I'm in a position now to like, you know, live my dreams, design my own house, and you know, blah, 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 those type of things. Yeah. And yeah, throughout <laughs> the frustrations that I saw with the developers and that whole thing of thinking, but if I were to do something different, how would I do it? You know, that kind of thinking. How would you do it? Yeah. Mm. It, 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 it sort of sparked a seed in my mind to say, you know what, maybe not necessarily build a house because it was quite a big piece. It was quite a large plot. Yeah. I think it was about 1,500 squares. 
and it was quite a Europe, large that's huge yeah and mm. then i thought you know what um I was, I was quite close to what the guys were doing around the development and so on having been there early on and started you know researching this whole thing asking myself if i were to do like a mini development you know what would it take okay. yeah i started chatting to a couple of people and started visiting a lot of the other friends as well who lived in different types of spaces townhouse complexes and building blocks and flats and that sort of thing and mm -hmm. i think through that whole thing of you know research trying to educate oneself um, yeah yeah that's where it came about the whole thing to say okay cool i already have the land so yeah. why not use it as a proper investment mm -hmm. so, like ah, okay cool i'm just gonna deviate i'm not gonna do the whole you know second property thing is gonna be a flat in bram or whatever it is yeah. i'm just gonna build myself a couple of flats and I'll wow. this out. so yeah so that's what i did with my second property you went yes. straight into development. Um, <laughs> so when yes, look, but I think I had an added advantage because uh, the whole thing around banking, the only thing that I did in banking was yeah. lending projects. The entire five years, well, the entire, I think the first five years of my life, it was truly just lending projects, one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. Oh, so I see. the whole how to conceptualize, how to initiate, you know how to go into execution how to okay. eventually land and so on it was like something okay. that was doing week in week out yeah okay in, yeah. so okay. it gave me a bit of an edge you know edge and yeah the context okay. was different the yes. space was different but if you look at the fundamentals pretty much the same it's but you were listening then sabelo because that means you are you are coachable because you were listening you guys were on the financing end of these developments i would imagine if you work at a bank yeah um i think definitely coachable because i didn't have a chance mm. uh i didn't have a choice rather because uh, mm. the space that i was in was quite strict and that sort of thing and mm. yeah i think as well like you said you know um just being receptive to the environment around receptive. you. Receptive. Yeah, mm. if you work on a different project, yes. and, you know, you pick up pieces. It's not necessarily mm. specific things, but also pick up pieces around what people are talking about. Oh, this and that. Mm. Oh, this is how it yeah. works. This is what, yeah. how this works and so on, you know. You pick yeah. up them and you also implement in your own space. Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay, this so is so... Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. Uh, so, Savelo, I'm very interested in, you said you built yourself flats, and you said a couple. So I know a couple in other countries is literally two. Exactly two. But in South Africa, it's uh, a couple can be anywhere from zero to um, 20 or 100. <laughs> <laughs> so how many did, how many flats did you build? I built seven. Okay. <laughs> seven <laughs> flats? And you lived in one of the flats. Yes. So what I did was um, the design or the conceptual idea that I had was, you know what, at some point, um, I don't know, when I retire, whatever, when I do, is I need a space of my own and I would probably be scaling down. So I built something that was quite comfortable within that setting. And then yes. the rest of the six sets or the rest of the six flats was pretty much a standard configuration, which is your two bedroom, full bath, um, 
dining kitchen and those sort of thing and then wow, just behind it just be something a bit comfortable for myself like this so idea. are they all two bedroom flats all two bedroom and how much did they you can. rent them out for if you don't mind us asking um sell I rent them or rent for, pardon did you sell did or, you rent sell them or rent uh i rented uh i didn't mm. want to sell it eh? i didn't want to sell because um Immediately when I did that, I just got a taste of property development. So it was around the whole thing of building your profile and yeah, just waiting mm. for the right time. Hopefully, yeah. one of scale and 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 that sort of thing. So um, look, they do generate quite a a a a, a, a good income because one goes for okay. about four thousand and fifty rents. Okay. And, yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But you oh. already were doing development and you already house head because all of us unfortunately with our our traumatic past the first thing that we want to do is to go and build ourselves a dream home ne? with triple stories mm. yes and in jacuzzi. that was my intention yeah. as well but somewhere <laughs> along the line you know yeah i know i, I mean how I, mean, I educated myself yeah and, and yeah to a different kind of thinking um yeah things change yeah. and i think i would urge anybody else yeah. to you know um try and get into the right spaces try and get into the right kind of conversations and mm. uh yeah be humble enough to, mm. to to listen and learn to listen humble enough to listen i like that i am underlining that because mm -hmm. Because yes. it is it is who you are exposed to. I talk about it all the time on this podcast, Sabelo, that yeah. my unfortunate, my uh, the unfortunately, the spaces that we move into as professionals and in my medical professional state, all people that you saw was they would buy the next big car. They would move to the next better suburb. And what does it, what does that mentorship say? And that mentorship, much as it's it's subtle no one says anything really that you must but it is just expected that you're going to buy the next big car and you're going to buy the next big house right and mm. our families expect it as well so this is such a critical thing to bring up yeah. thank you do you want to take the next one mm. yes please so um sabelo mm. so now you've got your seven flats how, what was your next move when it came to your next property move? Um, <clears throat> so the initial thing was just to take a bit of a break. And uh, okay. in as much as the actual process of the development taught me around, you know, what it takes to put together a development. And um, right. again, the gap was the actual business of real estate because now you've built oh, okay you need to mm. rent them out and rent them out translates to a number of things it translates mm. to you managing it translates to you having an understanding of contracts it uh, translates to you having an understanding of what is the actual tangent tangible maintenance you know of a set so, of parties so all of those yeah, things that yeah. i've never thought about so i thought yes. myself okay, you know what I gave myself just a little bit of a break, learn, uh, develop those skills, you know. And yeah, that was the first thing that I I, I, I did. 
And yeah, when I felt comfortable enough, that's when I thought, okay, you know what? I'll go into the next project now. Uh, okay. Next project was, okay, cool. What do I do now? Do I just um, replicate what I've done? Or do I just, you know, I don't know. So I spent a little bit of time and uh, this whole thing as well around, you know, trying to expose yourself um, to a different set of individuals, trying to understand what people need. You know, those are key things, you know, and just trying to make an informed decision whatever you do. So, and there's also the whole thing of, you know, um, I wanted to vary the kind of business because, you know, I was learning all sorts of different types of ways, like uh, diversification and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But I, was, I still wanted to be into a property space. So uh, to make sure that I had different types of investments and different types of financial cycles, um, okay. I finally ended up in going into the temporary accommodation space. So mm. the next project was a was a guest house. Oh, oh. wow. So, wow, That's so you really wanted... <laughs> very bold, eh? <laughs> it is, right? So you went into the guest house because you wanted different types of cycles. I guess you wanted mm -hmm. to take advantage of the upswings during tourist season, yeah. right? Exactly, exactly. And um, yeah. okay, the East is not necessarily a touristy kind of place. No, it's okay. not. But it's very rich. In, well, it was before the, you know, the economic challenges. It was extremely rich around um, mining sector oh, and yes. industrialization. And um, it was headquarters for a lot of those type of companies. So yeah. I'll give you a typical example, uh, Impala yeah. Platinums, which is Lonmin. So yeah. Lonmin has different types of mines in different areas and so on. But yeah. because this is the headquarter, a lot of the training takes place in, takes the, place East in the East. And yeah. they source a lot of those skills on the outside. So they're bringing guys from the Northwest and so on. So that yeah. then creates the opportunity for temporary accommodation, you know? I know. So when we were on an upswing in the economy, um, that was one of the best areas to be in at the time. Yeah. So, wow. and yeah, and it also creates that whole thing of um, not always patient enough to wait for your money at the end of the month. Yeah. So you get, you know, a different type of cycle where you can at least cash up weekly. And You're speaking uh, my language. Yeah, you also have, yeah. you know, different types of businesses that also are able to, you know, support one another. Cycles yeah. in business, um, yeah. you always have challenges. And if you have two different types of businesses, they're always able to, you know, when the other one lags, the other one can pick up the slack. Can pick okay. up the other. Mm. So, Sabelo, that this is quite an incredible thing to do. Let's talk a little about what was going on inside your head. Any doubts, any fears, what, 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 like, how did you get through development to short-term rentals without any doubts and fears? What 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 was going on in your head, or how did you keep them at bay? What what made you so confident to push through? There were a lot of doubts, eh? There were a lot yeah? of doubts. Is it? Mm, wow. I think the uncertainty as well. Yeah. And, um, the financial commitments, you know, kept on increasing yeah. as well. 
Yeah. So I think the biggest challenges was um, the background. I don't want to say the background that we want to say the background that I come from, you know. And yeah. uh, there was nothing necessarily from a financial standpoint to leverage from. So yeah. everything from a financial point of view, I had to see to it and yes. source all of the financing. So okay. if the biggest, so you had no history uh, in I couldn't say Public. I'm going to liquidate the trust fund or I'm going to make a withdrawal from the trust fund or anything like that. Or you know, ask your parents to serve as um, a surety. surety, all that. Certainly enough, you know, I was in that position. But nonetheless, um, yeah. it was a, the situation was what it was. And I just needed to make a plan. So yeah. um, I think... Yeah, largely it was the, the financial commitments that I was making at that time. Um, I was fortunate Andy. enough that the first property did well and yeah. um, I could be able to um, refinance or get additional financing from it to of start course. the second business. Yeah. So I was fortunate yeah. enough, but that meant that my initial bond that I had with the bank had increased substantially. Absolutely. So, so you refinance the flats? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That development. Well, extracted additional uh, equity out of it in order to be able okay. to get, uh, yeah, yeah, to uh, funds Ooh. to start on there. Yeah. Just to kickstart there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's also, you know, um, had to be a bit creative as well. Uh, if you look at um, typical corporate employee who had started at the same time that I had started, in terms of what they would have built up in terms of pension savings and whatever. Yes. Um, it meant that I had to also dip into a bit of that as well. Take okay. a bit of a calculated risk. And yeah, you know, yeah. The one thing about all of this is guys, there's gonna be some element of risk. And of you need to be able to open to the open yourself to that. And mm -hmm. obviously with care. Do not yes. just be emotional about it and, you know, mm. but mm. yeah, think it through due diligence and at some point you'll have to make a decision to take the risk. Yeah. And I have mm. to take those kind of risks to be able to say, mm. you know what, I'll dip into some of my savings and I'll be able to deploy that into the business. Yeah. And obviously there's things that you have to make sacrifices. Um, mm. Sacrifices as well. They also bring in doubts. I mean, because grow mm -hmm. older yeah, <laughs> family, yeah you get family now mm -hmm. family situation also introduces different dynamics of hey course. it's time to buy a house it's time to buy this buy that you know and mm. having to negotiate those kind of conversations to say yes it is but however you know we're still setting up a foundation in terms of from a business perspective, from a business and perspective. it means that certain things need to be delayed and mm -hmm. yeah, those kind of, you know, dynamics, uh, the conversations bring in a whole dynamic in terms of how you relate to those around you. And yeah, just being able to manage yourself as well. The perceived lack of success, because I think yeah. like you know, Mizo mentioned, people mm -hmm. are not seeing the next big car. And yeah. I drove a car for 10 years, right? I drove a Polo for 10 years. Yes, and if you can do that with a VW, mine is eight years old, Sabrina. Exactly. I know, guys, you just have to let it be, hey? Like, 
I was yeah, sharing on Facebook a few, a few, a few months ago. I was sharing how my dad is like, I'm saving up money in case you run out of money in Sri Lanka, and I need, and you need to fly back in a hurry from Sri Lanka back to South Africa. In my dad's head, I, the only reason I think he was thinking, why else would she be staying in Sri Lanka during the pandemic? It means that she must be without money. So he decided to come forward. Save I'm up. like, wow, <laughs> you guys really, you know, my family <laughs> often does that to me. I'm like, guys, like, but you know, I, yeah. I I'm not. That is a blessing, eh? Yeah, yeah your dad is such a blessing. <laughs> no, I do. Like my father just assumes, yeah. even my mom, they both assume that me and my work and running wealthy money and doing all this anytime is time yeah. that they will have to bail me out. They live on edge with that, which yeah. is hilarious. But Sabelo, I, I really like the, the, this issue that you are bringing in because some some young men yeah. is listening to you right now and they're like, but what if, what what then when my wife insists on a three series right now, otherwise mm -hmm. you don't love me, you know? It's, it's all those mm -hmm. sorts of things that you have to navigate with your family. Number two, you know now that there's a value system that you want you and your partner to follow because who is going to go out, Nosabelo? You are so uncool. You are driving the Polo Yango 2009, right? <laughs> so it's 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 a whole lot of. I mean, it's a it's a it's a serious mindset shift. And how else do they know that you are cool and you are not driving the five series? You know, you mm. continue to drive the Polo because it's not. Uh, this visible richness of ours that we live in. Yeah. And Tim, that's the problem. Yeah, when you end up having richness. people banking money for you because they feel like any time is checkout time with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you, you know, when, yes, Isabella. You know, there were times that I wish that I could, you know, when I go out, I could take yeah. the time out and put them on my shoulders. You know, just I know. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Best impression kind of thing. Oh my gosh, you, you'll be strong. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. But that is amazing. That yeah. is amazing. So, Sabelo, you had made a decision that you are investing for either cash flow or appreciation or both. What was your strategy? What was what was it in from 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 get go? What were you building for? For me, definitely um, cash flow. Yeah. Um, okay. Because the one lesson that I learned from the very onset with the first business was yes. that these businesses can actually, you know, put in a position where literally it becomes a domino effect. The one business will literally start the next business. Absolutely. So I was investing in cash flow to say, okay, cool, get cash flow. The business yeah. needs to be able to pay for itself. And yeah. any other additional income over and above is to be reinvested in yeah. the next you know uh, venture like or whatever that. so, so i think that. coincidentally the whole appreciation thing because mm -hmm. property by its very nature it's a you know an asset that appreciates so i was fortunate yeah. that you know i was able to hit two beds with one stone in as much yeah. as i was focused on the cash flow but by its very nature property appreciates so yeah. i was able to get the best of both yeah. and so, 
Okay, go so, on. So, Sabelo, please, um, can you walk us through what you did with the guest house? So, you bought this guest house. Um, what were the next steps that you took with the guest house? Did you re... Um, did you re did you renovate it? What happened? And what's happening with it now during COVID? Guys, can you just give me a minute? My phone is on charge. So okay. Okay. So, oh, Sabelo, before your phone went off and we paused a little, guys, um, I was asking uh, Sabelo about uh, the guest house. What did he do with it? Did he renovate it? Um, how did that work out? And what is he doing with it now during COVID? Okay, cool. Um, so I did not renovate it because I followed pretty much the same kind of uh, module that I use. Um, not to say it's better than any other thing, but this is just my preference. I prefer to buy vacant land and okay. build myself All because right. I can sort of, you know, um influence the direction of you know mm -hmm. buildings and whatever like for me it's all about the vision mm -hmm. and i'd just like to see my vision comes to you know to life so with the guest house same kind of method they can learn build and yeah so it came to that whole thing of and then having to you know sort of relearn because it's also yeah. a different kind of business yeah, um so with Flats or townhouses, uh, simply advertise, interview, get in tenants, and it goes into a cycle. And unfortunately, the guest house, it's more of a day-to-day -day kind of business, a, a, a hands-on kind of, you know, it's not passive at all. So I also had to bring myself into that space as well. And yeah, so I think it took me about two to three months, yeah, to get into the swing of things, having to have you know employees, and having to know how to manage employees and those sort of things, and yeah, I think the first ten months or so quite good, and yeah. up until last year, obviously we had the challenges that we did, and yeah, there's quite a, a downturn in the business, mm -hmm. but um, fortunately with this property thing, eh, you can yeah. even repurpose it. So I, I, I made in love with this thing. So, you know, I had to like re-strategize and uh, be yeah. able to repurpose and look at more somewhat mid-term kind of accommodation. Okay. Um, I think in as much as there were challenges around COVID and the likes, but there was an upswing in um, student accommodation for some reason. Or maybe it has always been there. It's just that I never focused on it. So I kind of switched my thinking into student accommodation. So currently now I'm using the guest house as a, as a you know, short-term student accommodation platform. And mm -hmm. yeah, I'm trying to see whether there's an upswing in the economy again. And yeah. maybe go back to what the original operation is. Yeah. And yeah, um, That's I think the awesome. only thing that I can just highlight here is mm -hmm. um, property is also not 100% guaranteed, guys. You know, mm -hmm. just to manage anybody's expectations that is thinking mm -hmm. of going into the space, it's not guaranteed. You'll always have to relook, readjust, uh, replan, and uh, re-execute, like any other business, guys. Yeah. It has its yeah. good times where it literally runs itself, you know, and mm -hmm. um, it gives you, like, 
huge amounts of time to focus on other things. And there's times as well where when things are not going well, it draws you in. You also need to, you know, roll up your sleeve. And But I love it either way. Um, yeah, it's, it's taught me quite a lot, guys. Oh. The one kid friend that's not that you can't dumb. I really no, like. I yeah, <laughs> and 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 Sabelo, for me, I think what 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 you've been able to 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 dabble into different strategies at at different times for all those times for the short term rental for the development for the student accommodation, have you been mentored or are you in a network? Who's your tribe? How do you how do you tend to navigate? Because for you to repurpose, you know, I get onto WhatsApp with Ben and we'll have WhatsApp for the whole day about the same subject. Mm. Or, yeah, or we'll get onto a Zoom call that lasts two and a half hours. What do you do? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, um, I do have a, a number of key individuals yeah. That I'm yeah. reliant on, and um, okay. I think throughout the processes that I've taken, I've yeah. been careful in terms of just making sure that um, I manage the relationships, because I realize that this will be, you know, a, a repeat kind of process, very iterative. Yeah. So, from a technical point of view, I think my relationships are quite solid from that, in terms of um, I have an established town planner that I always work with. Okay. And this is my go-to guy uh, in terms of um, making sure that from a technical point of view, he's reviewed, he's checked whatever I want to do, and he gives me advice, go okay. or not go. And then mm. when I get into the actual cycle itself, from a municipal point of view, from yeah. the guys that do my plumbing, um, okay. I work with a, a group of people that I've, 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 I've built up over the years, and then those are the guys of trust the builders, you know, all of those type of okay. individuals. So from a property dev type of point of view, I think I'm solid in terms mm -hmm. of the, what you guys call a tribe. And mm -hmm. those are the individuals that I work with. And yeah, uh, because this is a business that you learn every day, there's also other aspects as well in terms of what I mentioned earlier, in terms of the business of real estate. Um, mm -hmm. I think because there's also the challenges of the fact that I was up up until a certain time, I was fully employed and I was in a quite a very demanding roles. So yeah. it was different. It was very difficult for me to split my time, you know. Uh, mm. It didn't leave a lot of time to heavily network around those particular spaces. Nice. But I think I'm trying to correct a lot of that right now, just in terms of the business of real estate. Um, there's quite a lot of uh, key role players. And the one other thing I think that's key is uh, localization, you know. Know mm. the specific individuals in the specific areas that you're interested in. Because those are the guys that really know what's happening. That's how you get the good Absolutely. deals. Absolutely. That's how you get mm. the good deals. Because I missed out on quite a lot of good deals. Because for me, a search was, I'll set up an alert on Property24. And yeah. wait for it to come to my phone and then try and call that particular agent. But what I found is uh, a lot of the time, the agents were sending the good deals to people that, you know, they're in they the network with and yeah. the people that they have relations with. The deals that I was yes. getting, that's so great, you know? So yeah. that's that's the space that I'm trying to get into now. Um, 
trying to get myself into um, the whole real estate business. I also, I'm also a real estate agent on the side to the, do that yeah. pet time. And precisely because, you know what, I need to be constantly engaging with the role players. And That's those so are the people that are running the business of real estate. I'm deliberately using that way, the business of real estate on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis. Yeah. So that's how you build up the contact, the contacts. So like you need to invest in the acquisition of knowledge, guys. Yeah. Mm, I like what you just said there. Mm -hmm. So Sabedo is um, is 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 very deliberate about this, hey? Mm. Yes, and I love what you just said about you became a real estate agent because you wanted to build up those networks. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm. I never knew how the deals were sourced from who, from where. And how that whole community or ecosystem worked. Well, and news, yeah. The very last leg of it, which is when it gets advertised and when we get to fight over it. But you know, there's an ecosystem behind that. Behind and that. I felt I yeah. definitely needed to get myself into that. But slowly but surely, I think I'm, you know, getting my feet there. And yeah, I'm hoping that um, it will work out. Mm. Okay. Mm. This is mm. so interesting. Do you have any other properties apart from the flats and the guest house? Have you been able to uh, move into other properties? Um, not at this point in time. Um, the yeah. only property that I have is a, a piece of vacant land again. In a wow. very nice area, very nice area. Because um, I would definitely love to get into the develop to sell kind of space. Yeah. And I think there is a market that is heavily neglected. And mm. yeah, so I'm I'm this point in time I'm I'm just trying to build my expertise and mm. to try and find you know the right types of contacts into that space. I think it, it it's going to be a, a growing space and I think it, it definitely will offer opportunities in the next two to three years. I think okay. people are definitely okay. sleeping on that space. And mm. yeah, I'm just getting myself ready. Wow, that's very, very interesting. Um, and another person would be sitting here and listening about development and thinking it's easy, um, Saber. Um, what are the biggest things in, in terms of development that you saw that you think other people should take note of? For instance, I've never done a development yeah. and I'm scared of it because of the permutations, the many permutations. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So so where would you say um are the biggest things that one should look out for? Or um, challenges that one should look out for, sorry. Yeah, I think um arming yourself um with the right factual knowledge. Mm. Um you know, sometimes you can be emotional about it. I want to do development and I've seen so-and-so do it and I'm going to exactly. go and do it. But <laughs> the first step is truly to arm yourself with knowledge. And yeah. be clear about what you want to do, about your vision. This is the development that I want to do. That's the first step. Understand mm -hmm. exactly what you want to do. And mm -hmm. then it will guide you. It will add tremendous value because one is everything along this, uh, all the different steps, that's what you test against, you test against your vision. Is this really yes. the right place for my vision? Is this the right type, or even something as technical as, is this the right size of land that I of have land. for my vision? Mm. And um, are the rules that are in place in that specific area 
aligned to what I want to do. So I'd yeah. say definitely, number one, above all else, have the vision clear in your mind in terms of what you do, what you want to do. Because mm. it then says to you, once you do a feasibility study, if mm -hmm. it doesn't align to your vision, don't do it. Just it, mm. It's easy for you to make those kind of decisions. So yeah, <laughs> if we have clarity in what you want to do, and then everything else just becomes a matter of gathering facts and then just making sure that the facts align to your vision. I know I've yes. kind of summarized it, but to be honest, that's what it is. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. And the financing of development, Sabelo, is it the same? Do people it's find it? Same. Oh, that's such a good question. Yeah, man. Jeez, I do. I walk it's into APSA with the same with the same thing and say, yeah, uh, please, uh, I need I need to develop and I want to 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 build the seventh flat that Sabelo built. Um, what do you require? <laughs> you know how it is. In, we right? do it because Sabelo did it. Yes, of rent course. Buy, that's why we do it. <laughs> when you want to do rent to buy, all you need to do complete an OTP. Take it to APSA. APSA yeah. evaluates your standing based mm -hmm. on your scoring. You either um, approved or unapproved. Development yeah. is, is quite a, a, a taxing process. And okay. to manage your expectations, it is taxing. And from a financial point of view, one is um, a lot of the startup costs you would need to have yourself. Mm -hmm. People do not invest in something that you do not see. Nobody's going to come there yes. and you show me land that belongs to Vangi and you say you still want to buy the land from Vangi. Yeah. You know, initiate, start off. So you're going to need finance to either, one, be able to buy the land from Vangi, and two, um, kick off maybe the initial phases, you know. Um, yeah. So that when you have the conversation with whoever, you're going to be, you know, selling the investment to you say, I bought the land, I own it. I'm currently yeah. in the process of rezoning which is getting the right rights and all of those things Absolutely. currently in the process of getting my building plans start off a conversation do something and yeah. unfortunately you will need some kind of kickstart in terms of financing to be able to do this um, um times are a little bit better now than when we initially started there are yeah. institutions now that mm -hmm. do finance the actual you know your development uh, in terms of uh, getting the actual building structure itself and getting it finished. But uh, you need to ready yourself for, you know, keep being able to kickstart the very initial phases. Mm. Absolutely. Just like, I mean, tough, tough have been on our podcast, Savelo. They are one of the development funding institutions and, and they do want 20% equity. They want to see your skin mm. in the game. Um, they are supportive once you have them on board and their money is expensive in terms of development, but at least you've got someone who, who really trusts that that development can get off the ground. So yep. that's sure. such a good thing to say. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you then, but I am rather yep. I am also, right I'm also <laughs> feeling very nourished. <laughs> So I'm a developer just... now, guys. I'm a developer from tomorrow. <laughs> from tomorrow, you'll be like, oh my God, where do we find the funding? I think yes. that is really the challenge with development. Um, yeah. Is that funding factor uh, to just get it started. But it's awesome. Yeah. Shall yeah, we but move I think, on? Um, oh, 
we shouldn't be faced by the challenges, guys. The one thing yeah. that I've learned as well is um, um, initially when I did it, I did it in a very, you know, siloed kind of way where oh, I was, you know, okay. and I think that is as a, as a, as a learning right now, I think in terms of just find a group of individuals, share the same mm -hmm. values, share the same vision and using the collective, you know, strength of the group, I think makes development quite a lot easier. Yeah. And, and I think going forward, um, yeah. And the changes that have, uh, are happening right now, opportunities are available. We shouldn't yes. be put off at all. Yes. yes. I like that. I really, really love that. Thank you, Sabelo. Then I'm through. Okay, I let's think. move on to I'm the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next segment of our show, Magical Feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Okay, so in this segment of the show, we are sharing our three takeaways. Misa, do you want to get mm -hmm. us started? Yes, I can do that. I love it. Sabelo shared so many things. <laughs> I've got like 11 takeaways, guys. We only have time for three. I'm very upset about that. So let's <laughs> just talk about how Sabelo's uh, real estate journey started. It started mm. with an upset. It started with how upset he was with himself that he had, yes. he had lost opportunity, opportunity cost where he owned three cars. And you can never drive three cars, right? Yep. And he was studying investment management studies. It was um, his first postgrad. And he woke up and thought, what am I doing with three cars? For heaven's sake. And I do not have an actual investment that is appreciating that, mm. that's bringing in money. We're not talking about a taxi. He just had cars. Yes. Yes. I thought that's such a great takeaway. That's how his investment journey started. It started with that upset and he worked at a bank where they were, he was surrounded by other males who were driving old cars and they were like, what are we doing with fancy cars <laughs> when we don't have investments? And I, yeah. think, I think that's such a powerful thing to do. Yeah. I really, really love that. Um, mm -hmm. Well, my first takeaway, which is really not much of a takeaway, more like uh, money teaching, the, uh, the <laughs> bank account challenge, which is how he, how he was taught, again, that uh, to look at his relationship with money and to, understand, uh, to start spending in alignment with his values. You oh know, and that like the fancy cars, if he said he wanted financial freedom, and you know, I talk a lot about this, that if I you want to tell me what you value and what you understand, I merely have, oh, if you want to tell me what you value, all you have to show me is how you're spending your money. And I will tell you what your values are. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. your money, the way you're spending money is a reflection of your values. So for most of us, we say we value one thing, like financial freedom and we value wealth creation, but where we're spending our money is on everything but. We're not spending but. on 
getting an education around yeah. financial freedom. We're not spending on investing in shares or exchange traded funds or property. We're, we're not there, but we're like, yeah, we're going to be heading towards um, a financial freedom and wealth. Well, it's something that you work towards. And one of the first things that you do is you start changing what you spend your money on. You know, so I really, really love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Ooh, my second one then, um, because I'm a property mentor, the stuff that I listen to will be in line with that. Look at what um, Sabelo was going to do on his second property. He was going to build himself a fancy house <laughs> on a stand, <laughs> 1,500 square meter stand. And then yes. he was working at the bank and he saw developers bringing in their plans and getting finance. And it stopped mm -hmm. him in his tracks. I love the fact that he, he has had to pivot so many times in his life then. And yes. he pivots... And he actually does it, right? Yes. So instead of that big, big house with three stories um, and sliding doors and, and a swimming pool and a whatever else, he went and did a development and actually lived on the in the development itself. Mm. So he was house hacking. Look at that. Yes. Right? He yes. was house hacking in his own development. Remember then when we started this podcast and we would say, what are they talking about at Bigger Pockets when they say buy a, a duplex or a fourplex and live on one half of the duplex? We didn't know what they were talking about and we didn't think <laughs> yes. they existed in South Africa yes. two years ago, right? So so that's that's exactly what I, what he did. And I really like the fact that he was it it takes humility to do that to mm. say i don't know about development it takes humility to live where your tenants live it takes yes. humility for you to do house hacking because i keep saying this whole thing about i like my privacy when we don't have money and we don't have real wealth i think privacy is a bit overrated in that case that's my secret. Oh, at least, guys, you should be able to build in privacy. You can like add certain things, like separate entrances. You can put up certain things as you start to um, get more money from the property to have a sense of money. privacy. I think you know. I think okay. So my yeah. second takeaway is he was so honest that he had doubts. You know that like as he grew, so did his financial commitments. Yes. Because often on this podcast, and we are sometimes guilty of this, right? Is that often on this podcast, we talk a lot more about the financial, the income that investors are making, but we're also not talking about the fears and like the emotional stuff that comes with increased leverage. Like, um, I did a yes, Facebook post on this, right? Yeah. Around like how uh, I don't think yeah. I, <laughs> I can actually move past this concept of a more leverage of getting debt after being debt free for seven years. So yeah. him talking about that and just having to work through that is just such a powerful, um, I think just such a powerful thing that he shared with us and 
are taught us that, okay, I had to work through that and I had to then start dipping into my savings, but I also had to mitigate the risk by doing my due diligence, by starting to get the knowledge so that I don't, yes, I'm taking on the risk, but I'm not just blindly taking on risk, right? I'm also mitigating it with mentorship and um, learning and more education. So that was powerful. That is powerful about the emotional the emotional journey that he's gone through then. My last takeaway, people, not because it's my last takeaway I have a list, <laughs> is that he shared his third strategy that he, he did, right? The short-term yes. rentals in his brand. And he discovered that it's got a whole lot more involved. The business yeah. of short-term rental requires a different education. But here is what I really like, is pivoting and repurposing the same building. Just because COVID hit, there was a a true downturn and he doesn't play it down. You need to be honest with yourself. You can see your cash flow going to zero. It wasn't declining. It went straight from this height to zero. And he repurposed. He now runs a student accommodation. Look at the fourth strategy in the same building. So he does now student accommodation, mid-term, mid-term, um, mid-term rentals. And real estate gives you that leverage. You can repurpose. It's unlike having bought shares. When they've gone down, you just sit and wait for the market. Mm, right? I agree. With real estate, you can do something yourself. You actually manage the, your own turn of how wealth is mm. going to go. But I think what Sabelo also shares in that same thing is that he is willing to listen. He's receptive yes. to information. You have to be receptive to the market receptive to new information and receptive to new learning you know yes. when you've only done buy to rent suddenly you are doing short-term rent next thing you're doing student accommodation those are totally different strategies and they really really need you to be on purpose about how you listen to other people i that agree wow that's such a powerful one uh Ooh. my last one was Uh, Sabelo kept mentioning that there were things that are happening behind the scenes with real estate agents, right? So my takeaway is, again, we keep coming back to this often. We haven't come back to this one in a long time. In a long time. The power of networks. And again, just the power of forming relationships with the real estate investors. So that for me was interesting that he realized that actually a lot of real estate investors have their core investors that they don't just send their the real great and juicy deals to, right? So I feel like what I took away from that is you need to have a few good relationships with a few good real estate investors. At least invest in that. I mean, Savelo was is so invested that he's willing to go and be a real estate investor to build those networks. You know, a real estate agent to build those networks, which is powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's that's it. I mean, he's he's gone through all sorts of all, all sorts of careers for for exactly what he wants, and he kept 
He keeps finding little pieces. I mean, his banking job, how did he know that he's going to get development um, development um, experience? But he got that, yeah. right? Yes, when I did. have no idea. Like I said, I'm a developer from here on. Sabelo has taught me. <laughs> okay. I love it. Let's, let's move on to the next segment of the show. Let's do that. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Hey, so guys, welcome to Magical Expansion. And as usual, Mizo is going to kick us off. Absolutely. I love this question, Sabelo. Please share with us a book that has changed your life. It can be a business book, a real estate book, a development book, <laughs> if there is anything like that, or a yeah, real estate book, something. I think there's quite a number of books, eh? Um, choose one. <laughs> I have to choose one. Two and three, it's fine, but choose one that really you feel like yeah. it's it it tilted you to what's what you are doing right now. Um okay. Um I think there's a book by Chino Achebe, Things Fall Apart. And okay. to just yeah, help shape your thinking, one. we need to yeah. I think yeah. Yeah, the quality of one's thinking drives the results as well. And it um, starts you off on a good foundation. So you need to invest in those kinds of books because a lot of the other books are quite technical. Stuff that yeah. you can learn. Yeah. But the quality of the thinking behind whatever you need to do is quite fundamental. So it helps shape a lot of my thinking. And then obviously this book. Making money out of property in South Africa. Yeah. So this is more of a you know technical book that actually tells yeah. you this is what it means, this is what a bond is, this is a return on investment, this is how you calculate it. Guys, yeah. you need those kind of technical skills as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa, his books keep coming up so many times on our podcast. Right? Yeah. We need to get yeah. him on this podcast. We absolutely we need to guys, get him on. Let us know when you get him on, eh? We oh yeah we will send we send the podcast out every Tuesday we'll find him yeah, yeah we will um, yeah. so what keeps you inspired Sabella? Um, what keeps me inspired is the journey ahead eh the journey ahead and I think most importantly looking back and seeing how far I've come mm. and it just spurs me on man to say you know yeah. what don't give up just don't yeah. and you've come this far already and if i look ahead i think there's still a lot more to come yeah and look at what you've just mentioned now around uh TEF and so on and yeah. you know those are the kind of spaces that i'm trying to get into now to say you know what? Yeah. i believe that the grounding and the foundation is solid um, yeah. from a personal point of view the confidence is there but not just empty confidence knowledgeable confidence backed yeah. by you know solid knowledge and yeah, I mean, it's keeps motivated to say, you know what, there's still a lot to do. There's lots to do, lots yes, to do. I like yes. that. And what do you wish you had known before embarking on the property investment journey? Um, yeah, oh, uh, I think 
what I wish I had known was yeah. Um, yeah. arming yourself with knowledge before committing. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to have all the answers, you know. Just yes. have a little bit of info. And yes. So that at least when the, the tough times come, yeah. um, you had, you know, expected it and you had, you know, uh, prepped yourself if there's such a thing. I don't think there is, but uh, <laughs> the mere fact that, you know, you realize that there will be challenges at some point and it's just a matter of when they come, what do um, I then do? Because there's mm -hmm. nothing as, as difficult as when the blow hits you and it's yeah. unexpected, you have to recover from the blow itself. But in addition to recovering from a blow, you have to do you something solve. about it. You must change the situation, you know? Yes. So I think, yeah. And the fact that um, leverage from information from a different source of stakeholders. Um, yes. This is a cliche, but people do not yeah. it. Just ask. <laughs> people don't buy. True, guys, eh? <laughs> I agree. All you need to do is just that ask. is such a powerful thing yeah. to say, um, Sabelo, because most of us, um, I need to when you passed engineering, you only knew engineering. Then I actually wrote about it on Facebook just two days ago to say <laughs> when you've passed engineering, all you know is engineering, guys. Nobody expects you Ugu development. So yes. ask about development yes. for heaven's sake. When you pass the MBCHB, nobody expects a doctor to know how to develop land, right? Yeah, so yeah. what's the embarrassment about asking? Just People put themselves under such unnecessary pressure to know things that you couldn't possibly know otherwise, mm -mm. apart from asking, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm yeah. so glad that you said that. But yeah, Sabelo, so what do you still feel like you want to learn within property? I feel like you've already answered that question, but feel free to add yeah. anything else in the mix. <laughs> yeah, no, I think definitely um, the business of real estate. Um, yeah. Try and get as much as I can or learn in terms of the ecosystem, sales, um, you know, the things such as the legal aspects of property management, yeah. the actual profession of property management. There's a difference mm -hmm. between managing a property of your own and the profession of property management. Yeah. And for me, it's not necessarily being an expert in both, but learn enough about the entire ecosystem. And yeah, yeah. I'll repeat it again, the business of real estate, um, it has a quite a, it's quite vast, and I think there's enough room for everybody to just so at one time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I really, really believe so, um, Isabella. And that's why we do this podcast. We've had actually the expert landlord, David Beatty, explain oh, okay. the business of property yes. management only, just that part. And he has wow. sold his businesses. He yeah. sold his properties, nine properties that they owned with a wife to do property management for other people. He manages mm -hmm. over a hundred buildings in, 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 in three provinces. Because the business of property management is a business on its own. You know, true, you don't true. even need to be owning something. I like what you're saying. You've understood that. Yes. So what property resource do you go to or do you want to share, um, Sabelo? Now you've met us on the podcast. <laughs> on the <laughs> podcast or YouTube. <laughs> or YouTube or books that 
you would send someone and say, this is my daily bread. This is what I go, this is what I go to. Um, don't have a digital property resource as such. Um, yeah. But okay. I think for me, it is mm -hmm. the individuals that I interact with on a daily-to-day -day basis. I see. Um, Your network. The lady who is our dealer principal has yeah. been in real estate management, which is the buying and selling of homes, I think since she was in her 20s. Wow. She's in her 60s now. So she's been doing this for over 40 years. 40 years. And yeah, wow. I always have, like, I try and make sure that I, well, I try and have a WhatsApp call with her at least once a day. Wow. Okay, yeah. Isabel. You've, so yeah. This is, this is what You're I committed, do. hey? Yeah, no, you, you've got, you've got it all worked it, out. And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, something... Um, Technical. Sometimes when people use the word committed, it's in, as if it's something heavy with effort. It doesn't have to be that. Like I say, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's not even a 10-minute call that we have. It's literally okay. just a call to say, I saw a property in this area. Um, have you worked in this area before? Um, do you have the info? Or if not, you know, who who specializes around that area? So it doesn't take 10 minutes. It's, it's literally mm. something simple. Right? Or somebody said this, awesome. that I met, a potential customer said this. Um, I didn't want to commit with the response. I'm not sure. Can I bounce it off of you? You know, And it takes like five minutes. The calls are like five minutes, 10 minutes at most. Yes. And yeah, I just get like little bits of information, but yeah, yeah. that's, that's one way. Yeah. Yeah. My dealer principal is the same. He, he's got nuggets and he says, no, you can say exactly what you've just said, Miranda, but I want you to put it this way. You'll see that you have got your, your, your buyer or your seller. You, you are working with them in, in a certain way. I really like that. Wow. Yeah. Mm, so oh, your list oh. is your network. Isabel, yeah. this has been so amazing and you've been so generous in the development. Oh, Miso, we can hear you. Okay, okay, we hear you again. Why? What did I do? Just oh, no, <laughs> we just lost you. It's been happening throughout the podcast because your mic isn't working. You're yeah, my mic. My mic is not working. Sabelo, thank you so much for this. And thank you for the generosity. It's when you turn that way, Nizo. We lost that. So you have to, yeah. Okay. <laughs> position. Yeah. Tough position, position, location, just like real estate. So thank you, Sabelo, for your generosity and for teaching us about development. And yeah. good luck in your business, in your business of the business of real estate. <laughs> I love it, hey? So, Sabelo, we've got listeners listening in and they probably thinking, I want to be part of your network. I want to know about this land that you want to develop. How do people contact you and connect with you? Um, much of a socials media kind of guy. But... Um, I'm happy to just give you ladies my number offline. Okay. And then um, if you feel there is a need to forward to a specific individual, and then okay. you can, because you've got my contacts, I think. We um, do have your address, emails. My number and so on. 
So do you mind giving people your email? Um, my email is kawzaiatlive.com. Uh, how? Please help us with that. <laughs> it's K for kind, A for able, mm -hmm. B for mm -hmm. bravo, Z mm -hmm. for Zulu, mm -hmm. and uh, A for able at live spelled L I V E dot com. Gabza at live dot com. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Savela. We really appreciate it. We've enjoyed oh. this. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. And okay. I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to just share as well because of all the individuals that I've been fortunate to come across as well that have yeah. helped to shape me and, you know, to impart knowledge unselfishly. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. I were not to do the same, um, I think I'll be doing humanity disservice. It is oh, this is Yo, so beautiful. Sabel, that Thank is powerful. You. We keep saying that there's there is the two of us who, who really run this podcast, but it is our guests yeah. that really educate the, 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 the nation and yeah. young black males who are my mentees, and they probably hear me or my voice totally irritates them but they will hear your voice much better because you are your brother or you. That's, it is just the, the way it is. You know, they hear you, but they don't. And then somebody else says the same thing and then it sinks in. I, I really mm. think you are spot on about that. Our job is to share. What we learn, we share. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I agree. So thank you, Property Magicians. Thank you, Mizo. Thank you, Savela. We will see you guys next week. Thank you. Keep well, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa, and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free, and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income, or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as Vangile Makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at miranda at wealthymoney.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.